Are we gonna have a cold open this one? Oh wow! You know what we forgot last time? Yeah, I know. I I was wondering, like the entire time, I was like, should I tell him? I should probably tell him. It's too late to tell him. So whoopsie daisy. Well, we'll just go without it that episode. Yeah. Wait, no, no, no. All right, I have an idea. I have an idea. You okay. say it, and then, and then we, and then, um. And then I say so I, it. So we just record the one that I would have done last episode in in this recording. Yeah, but but and here here's the best part: you don't edit it back in. You just keep it here. This is reconceived with Ben and Joel. I'm Ben, and I'm Joel, and we're both very good at remembering things. And now we can move on to mine. This is reconceived with Ben and Joel. I'm Joel. And I'm Ben. Ben, how is your day? My day was pretty ordinary. I slept in just enough. I went to Perfect. church and Lovely. I had lunch and that's it. Mm. How's your day? Oh, it was great. Uh I I went to church. I worked in the nursery, which was good and fun. Um, I had food. When I went to the cafeteria, um, I, I was hungry for something, but like it, it just it just didn't work out. They didn't have what I wanted, and like the the fruit didn't look good. The bananas were all brown, and like you can't you can't deal with that. Hmm, that's no good. Ben, what are your thoughts on bananas? I think that they are an excellent source of potassium and that mm. we open them from the wrong end. Yes. I'm glad that I don't have to talk about that now because I didn't write that in my notes. But yeah. So what are your thoughts on bananas? I like them. They're fascinating fruits. And they have always bothered me because they have stood out so far from like the rest of the fruits, they're so different, right? Uh, from, from the commonplace fruits, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I've done a little bit of research, and some some gaps have been filled. And today I'm going to reconceive bananas. Yay! Yay! Is fun is going to be had by all. So, uh, so let's let's just get the groundwork of bananas. Uh, and what bananas are um, in a more fundamental sense. Obviously, we know that they're fruit and that they're very sugary and very tasty, and monkeys love them probably. Um, But uh, more so than that, in a more technical sense, bananas are produced by many kinds of large plants in the genus Musa Hmm. that have no consistent woody stem above the ground. Uh, that that is sort of the common denominator betwixt all bananas. So they're kind of like bushes the, or shrubs. They're not proper trees. Not exactly. It's sort of like bulbs where they hmm. die down after a while and then come back up again. It, it sort of works like that. Uh, you have banana trees, but if you cut into a banana tree, it's not going to be like woody or textured like an apple tree or like an more so an oak tree. Gotcha. Uh, but, but that just sort of gives the general background in the most, 
basic definition of what classifies as a banana, uh, the fruits of the genus Musa. Uh, and what's really fascinating, continuing on about how these plants grow, uh, they actually produce two shoots at once, uh, with one being bigger than the other and fruiting immediately, while the other is called a sucker or a follower. And that shoot produces fruit six to eight months after the first one. So that's a fun little tidbit. So are they both uh, generally on banana farms, plantations, whatever they're called? Or do they uh, exist like in separate locations? Like would they, if you were a banana farmer, would you try to make sure that you had a little bit of both so that you could stagger when you had bananas? Um. Well, like the the thing with banana plants is that they're, a very tropical fruit and so they they bananas are being made constantly year round and so you don't have just an entire orchard of bananas like all working at the same time i'm sure some organized farmers do but you you have bananas growing 24 7 365.45 whatever that number was from the new year's episode uh but i i just wanted to share that fact because i thought it was fascinating Anyways, um, because bananas are defined by the fruit from this entire genus, uh, there are far more varied types of bananas than we're often used to thinking about. Uh, They, like I said, they comprise all of the genus Musa. So let's start where it all began in the 1700s and how we understand bananas. Originally, they were classified into two different species. You had Musa sapientum, uh, which were called dessert bananas. And these types of bananas are more like the bananas that we're used to today, the very sweet bananas that you could put on, like, ice cream or, or, or something sweet like that. It's a very, very rich banana. Uh, then you also have Musa paradisiaca. These were often called cooking bananas, and they are very much less sweet. They're a lot more savory. Today, we would call these kinds of bananas plantains. Aha. Uh-huh. And so most people think of bananas in this way, where you have the sweet bananas and you have the cooking bananas, or the plantains. And those are the only two bananas, and that's it. There's no others, and there never has been. Now, obviously, that that's not something that people think consciously, but when is the last time someone has asked for a Honeycrisp banana? The, these different types and variants are integrated into other fruit, but bananas are just bananas, and they just sort of exist. Today, we're going to see that they're far more than just that. Like I said before, those two types were scientifically how bananas were classified for several decades. Uh, But over time, specifically in Southeast Asia, bananas began to become cultivated more and more. Eventually, they realized that there were so many cultivated varieties, or what they call cultivars, that classifications that, that researchers wanted to give up the classifications of Latin names. They wanted to just give them normal names and put them into specific groups to make their lives way easier, which 
when you realize that there are anywhere between 300 to 1,000 different cultivars of bananas, that is perfectly understandable. Do they taste different or look different? How much is the variance between them? I, I want to put a pin in that and just return to the bananas that we're more used to. Because most cultivated bananas are usually actually just a hybrid of two wild species. You have Musa acuminata and Musa balbaciana. These two wild variants were discovered around the same time by the same guy in 1820. And it was discovered that the two species of bananas that had been classified for years and years, the cooking banana and the dessert banana, were actually both the same type of hybrid. Hmm. And so, after this was realized, uh, all hybrids of the two species are now called Musa X paradisiaca, which defines most every banana or plantain that we have today. So, anytime you go to a grocery store... The What you're looking at is almost certainly Musa X Paradisiaca. And that's just two of the thousands of variations that exist. Yeah, and uh, more so than that, the those two are actually hybrided together to give most of the bananas that we have today. But going back to the 298 to 998 other types of bananas... Uh, they are, as, as you have probably guessed, based off of your questioning, very different, usually. Because we only mass-produce cultivated bananas, we have begun to genetically modify them more and more over the past several hundred years. And because of that, the bananas that we have and that we know are very different from the traditional wild banana. Most bananas are much smaller, uh, and they vary greatly in, in size, in shape, in texture, in color. Uh, they, they vary much more than their genetically modified counterparts that we know today. Hmm. But the biggest difference, and the one that really caught me off guard, is the fact that wild bananas are filled with large, hard seeds. That's bizarre. Yeah, the bananas that we have today are actually seedless bananas. Ben, I'm sending you uh, a few pictures of bananas, wild bananas. And we can put these in the show notes as well. But So when we're making the non-seedless bananas, yeah. do we have yes. to have the seeds from the seeded bananas first? I am glad you asked, because... We actually don't. Oh. The bananas that we use are actually artificially reproduced asexually through vegetative propagation, meaning that a new plant grows either from a piece of the original plant, uh, maybe like a stem or part of the fruit, or by a specialized reproductive structure. Okay, that's also bizarre. It, yeah, it is. Bananas are crazy. It's no wonder why they are so distinct in the fruit world. And so, like, you have all of these different types of bananas um, that are just crazy and wild and almost look alien. Some of these 
activate trypophobia for me, which is weird because I don't have trypophobia. If you don't like irregular patterns or small holes, don't look at wild bananas because they're kind of yucky. Um, but with all of that said, we tend to still think about our wholesome, giant, seedless, yellow, smiley banana. That That's... Despite all of this other information, we tend to always think about that as the key banana and that as sort of iconic. I mean, you can't really get rid of the banana that we know and love today. It's it's irreplaceable. Right, yeah. If you got rid of it, we'd probably have riots in the streets. Except that it's not only entirely replaceable, it already has been replaced at least once before. Okay, never mind about the riots in the streets then. Well, here's the thing. The bananas that we have today are called Cavendish bananas, uh, or also uh, Chiquita bananas. And these types of bananas have only actually existed since 1836. Hmm. Now, you may notice that that doesn't really line up to when bananas were first discovered and often consumed. That was during the 1700s. But the thing is, these bananas became the norm as after the cultivar that came before it that was mass-produced, the Gross Michel, or as I like to call it, the Gross Michael, uh, became commercially unavailable due to a widespread outbreak of Panama disease that infected most of the plants, uh, most of the crops of the Gras Michel. And, and the way that the Panama disease works, it's a uh, it's a specific type of fungus that attacks the plant's roots, stopping it from being able to pop up again. And so. We we had to have some sort of replacement, and these bananas that we have now, the, the Cavendish bananas, became its replacement, and everyone just moved along. It's actually thought that the Cavendish banana is probably going to suffer a very similar fate uh, over the next several decades, and that it is going to be replaced as well. But probably with something that's similar? Yeah, something that's kind of similar. But what I think is very interesting is that the the Grasse Michel, even though it was replaced by the Cavendish bananas, it tasted different. The, the banana that we have now is a different taste than the, the, the true classic banana. And most likely, whatever replaces the Cavendish banana will be very different as well. Now, that has led many to believe that the Gross Michel was what banana candies were based off of and why they taste so artificial and weird and different. Hmm. Why they don't taste like bananas. Because they aren't supposed to replicate the banana that we know now. BBC actually did some research, uh, and the person who led this was a man named Chris Berenick. And in his research... He didn't find any scientific verification for this. However, Chris actually found a farmer that still grows Grasse Michel. Whoa. And he had a taste 
and he said that it was strikingly similar to the candy flavor, with Gross Michelle being, quote, sort of amplified, sweeter, and yeah, somehow artificial, end quote. So the banana. Yeah, the banana. We tend to think of it as dessert banana, regular banana, and cooking banana, plantain. But bananas are so much more varied than that. It's just that we have only been exposed to the genetically modified version that is seedless and and much bigger and sweeter to the point where it's practically unrecognizable to what it started out as. And the banana that we know today is not the original banana, but is a replacement of something that was lost. Something that can still be experienced with a simple Laffy Taffy. That's fascinating. So Laffy Taffy is good for something. I mean, there's some pretty good jokes. Uh, there was one time where I saw uh, Laffy Taffy that had a joke. It went something along the lines of, why does the cow moo? Because that's what cows are for. To break the unrelenting scream of silence. That's pretty existential, I approve. This is Bananas Reconceived.